Hello and welcome to your daily dose of commentary. Today we start with the topic, Marcus Brownlee calls me a psycho. Marcus Brownlee on Twitter weighed into the age-old discussion that we've talked about many times. He said, what speed do you normally watch YouTube videos? I'm trying to see something. One time speed, aka normal speed, got 77%. 1.25, got 8%. 1.5, got 7.5%. And two times, got 7%. He labeled two times though, I am a psycho. 7% of people to Marcus Brownlee, fucking psychos, bro. I like Matt Boyle down here. I'd actually watch it faster than two times if it was an option. And so I've weighed in on this many times, and so I weighed in on it this time as well. I said, the video speed controller Chrome extension allows beyond two times speed for all media. While two times is default for me, some videos I do watch in 2.2 times speed, 2.5 times speed, or even three times speed if I've seen it before. One time speed usually feels frustratingly slow and less for experience. Exceptions to this are music, because it does change what music sounds like. The, the point is the ex exact tones and of the beeps and boops or what have you, which is ruined by the increasing of speed. There are some websites where the speed up is not as high quality as it is on like YouTube or, or Netflix, for example. Or rather, I remember speeding up a Twitch VOD and I couldn't understand what was being said. Like it, it, it just, the speed up didn't work well, it, very confusing. But regardless, in general, two times speed is my default. Another thing that I don't speed up is audiobooks. I can, but I just don't find it to be as enjoyable of experience for some reason. Maybe it's because usually when I'm listening to audiobooks, I'm moving about doing other things or something, paying attention more explicitly to other stuff. I'm not sure. But YouTube, Crunchyroll, Netflix, all that, I prefer it when it's at a faster speed. And so it's frustrating when I use my iPad, for example, or my TV, because you can't speed up on those. And so I just deal with it, right? But I do consider it to be a lesser experience. Saying all this seems to like trip people out. Like they do not understand how this could be so. Apparently for some people, they cannot understand any media at two times speed. They just can't. It rushes by them too quick. The voices sound weird. They don't get it. Other people though, don't understand like the concept of doing it. Like what's the value? For example, Kataran Dom says here, there's no reason to speed up in the first place. Most people will not be in such a hurry that they need to watch it sped up. It's BS IMO. Enjoy the video instead of rushing through it. I consider this opinion to be the same as people who look at speedrunners and they're like, bro, why are you, why are you rushing through the game? Speedrunning it. Take your time, enjoy it. I say here, watching two times speed doesn't feel like rushing. It's like if I said you'll watch an hour long video, but it will take you two hours. There will be no change in the experience. You will just lose an extra hour of your life. That is what watching in one time speed feels like to me. Like my memories of the media aren't in two times speed. It is just the same. My retention of the information also doesn't seem to change. I think to what degree the retention of information would change would be dependent more upon like my focus on the material. Like if I'm staring at a screen, every frame of it as it's flying by, I'm surely gonna retain more information than if I'm doing something else while listening to something, right? But I don't think the speed really impacts it all that much. I'm saying that anecdotally, I have no research, I've never seen any research on this. I would like people who watch stuff in two times speed to be studied for the benefit of mankind. Because we, we are a minority, and it'd be interesting to know if it's something that we just like adapt to, we just get used to over time, or if there's something different with our brains or something, or our ears, who knows? Basically, long story short of this, is Marcus Brownlee thinks I'm a psycho. <laughs> Too Mad predicted his passing in an old reply to me. For those unaware, Too Mad was a content creator, fairly controversial, especially over the last 
months, years, who knows. Apparently he got into a and, and did a lot of weird stuff, said a lot of weird stuff, illegal stuff. Words that if you say them, you know, YouTube can, can flag your video and stuff. But let's just say, not a good dude apparently. So the reason why Too Mad was being discussed everywhere is because he passed away. Specific reasons, let's not go into. Likely due to drugs, which leave it at that. Obviously under normal circumstances, I wouldn't comment on this, especially because apparently he may have been going through some mental issues with, with drugs and stuff. Like I, I'm not willing to go, dig deep into how much harm he did that could be attributed to these issues or what have you. It's a messy situation that I would normally not touch with a 10 foot pole. But, but. Someone replied to a comment from Too Mad that he happened to leave under one of my posts. So this was back when I was having my little tiff with XQC when we were maybe going to debate until he backed out saying that he fears for his life that you guys might hurt him. Again, that it's actually real. Go look it up. Very funny. But Too Mad said down here, ha 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 I'm dead. Given that he actually died and I have this tweet, it was a dark joke, but I ended up retweeting this saying, at least Too Mad seems to be taking it well. I debated exactly what I wanted to say in this quote tweet for like 10 minutes. I'm like, look, it's not polite to make jokes related to death. This is a dark, edgy joke, but is it too edgy? Is it too dark? At the end of the day, due to the negative esteem that the vast majority of people have for Too Mad, and then he apparently did a lot of reprehensible stuff, it seemed more appropriate. I will say though, I don't think it would have mattered who this was. If this joke fell into my lap, I'd probably still make it. But it was just easier to make considering it's not like I'm beating up a beloved figure or something. But again, I don't think this joke is actually beating up anyone. It's just funny. You're freaking from an ed edgy tweet? Yeah, because I'm a person who likes to make jokes, but I don't really want to make people feel bad with my jokes. An edgy joke should make a person go, oh, like, they're, they're, it's supposed to shock and awe, not necessarily just be like, hey, this is something that you can't say. Like, there has to be a joke there. There needs to be more than, hey, you're not meant to beat up on this thing and I'm doing it right now, look at me, kind of thing, you know? There's gotta be a joke there, and I think this is a joke. It's a good joke. This new feature destroyed my YouTube streams. So for those who don't know, YouTube has access to the AV1 codec. I won't explain what this is, but basically, it enables you to have high quality live streams, basically. Twitch is soon implementing this, but it's something that everyone's been talking about for a long time, and I reconfigured my whole setup so that I could use it at least on YouTube, and I end up having like huge problems with it. As I see on Twitter, anyone else having a problem with the AV1 codec for YouTube streaming? If I use it, I drop 99% of my frames and it keeps making scheduled broadcasts rather than starting broadcasts. Other codecs are fine, as are other platforms. So this is an explanation if you happen to see me starting Red Dead Redemption streams over and over and over again. I'm sorry for anyone that I may have spammed with notifications or if it looked weird or you happen to sit there trying to wait and hope for me to start streaming. This is what happened. I'm no longer using this, this codec, so my streams will be slightly worse quality, I suspect, but I'm too scared to try it again. I think I might try it when Twitch releases AV1, and I'll do them both at the same time. Again, I don't know if there's a problem related to me or it was related to YouTube, but regardless, hugely annoying. Ruined like two days of streams. And there were even other days where I had to like restart my stream over and over and over again to finally get it to work. It was nuts. Revealing all the corn on my PC. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but some of you missed out on something pretty epic that happened on one of my streams recently. As I say here, 
If this post gets 1k likes, I will show all the porn on my PC the next time I stream. From my understanding, this is a trend at the moment. And I did it, and and, and people were like, wow, that's some high quality, uh, refined taste in, in porn you have there, Mr. Dark Web said. And I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> Obviously, this is a joke. I continue here. The joke here is that I don't download or even look at porn on my PC. What kind of moron would do that on the system they live stream from? If you don't understand what this is referencing, good for you. Honestly, I, I respect your ability to not be like in garbage parts of the internet. Basically, dude named Vash was live streaming. I think he went to save something and it showed like one of his folders where you can save stuff to. And it showed in there like a bunch of very weird pornography, let's say. Stuff that people all over the internet have felt necessary to debate as the ethics of it, you know, lolly stuff and, and, and horses and, and it's like weird stuff. It surprises me if you're into that stuff and you're a live streamer, why on earth would you save it to your PC? Vosh is not a poor dude. He's a successful content creator. Why on earth would he keep that on his PC? It's, it's weird to me to be into that stuff, but it's more weird to me to, to not understand the social context of the weird stuff you're into enough to put it somewhere else. <laughs> Especially after like high profile things like when Atrioc was, was caught looking at a deep fake pornography site that had Twitch streamers on it. I, again, I don't think it was necessarily confirmed that he was looking at Twitch streamers, but they were on the website. Yeah, some people have asked me, like, how are you so comfortable just display capturing and showing your entire desktop as you scroll through different files? And the, and the reason for that is there is nothing sus on my PC at all. In fact, there's nothing sus on any of my devices. But even if I was, for some reason, going to look up something even slightly sus for some reason, or something that might raise someone's eyebrows, I would do it on a different device. Obviously. It is nuts to me that live streamers wouldn't be more concerned about that stuff. Because that stuff can get you banned as well. Like, even if you thought what you're doing was perfectly socially acceptable, and it might be, it doesn't mean that it would ne it necessarily be fine TOS-wise, right? And that's why I was like, able to make this joke. I'll show you all the porn on my PC, because there is none. But then again, Vosh is... He's had a bunch of weird controversies and, and weird things he's said. I've seen clips and stuff, but I don't care enough to look into, like, the context of these clips, and I don't really care to discuss them. So, but as far as the conversation was concerned, it seemed as though, for a lot of people, him being into some weird stuff was not a particular surprise. And I say, I wasn't particularly interested, except that I got to do this little bit of a meme. Am I lonely living alone? Hey Matt, haven't been here in a good while. Recently moved into my own place alone. Do you have any insight into dealing with living alone, as it's a little lonely currently? I don't think I ever felt that alone, because like, emotionally, I've felt alone for like, most of my life. And so like, the transition from being emotionally alone to, to actually physically alone, not having any roommates and stuff, wasn't a big change for me. Never really had that close friends. I had people I knew or whatever, but even when I had roommates, I barely talked to them. So when they moved out, wasn't a huge change. The major change was that for a long time, whenever the house creaks, I could no longer attribute that to my roommates. I would be like, is someone in my house? Am I about to be robbed? Ah, which obviously never was the case. And over time, I just got over that. You know, I, I just got kind of used to it. On very rare occasions, like, I would wake up at night and I would feel a bit anxious. This was in like the first year or whatever. 
when when I was like, no one's in the house and anxiety was just a bit high and I, I, I would have to like walk around my house just to make sure that there was no one in my house or something. Maybe I did it like, I don't know, a handful of times over the course of like the first year I was by myself. But I say I got over that. And now I have like cameras around my house. So if I'm ever truly worried that something bad's happened, uh, I could look at the cameras. Yes, yeah, so I, I guess I don't have that much advice for you, Squeak, because as I say, my circumstances are not necessarily most people's circumstances, and I hope my circumstances are not similar to yours. I obviously much prefer living alone than I did living with people. I hated the idea that I might be disturbing someone by having a live stream at 2 a.m. as I'm doing right now. We kept to ourselves, like I don't think we really stepped on each other's toes or whatever, but there were, whenever you're with other people, there's always some measure of inconvenience, right? I use this one trick to increase my engagement on social media. You guys have likely seen the memes on Twitter. Actually, you might not be on Twitter, so maybe you haven't. Where people will show every single frame of a show. So every single frame of Breaking Bad, for example. And occasionally, like, one frame will be really, really good. And, like, it'll pop off in the algorithms on Twitter and everyone will like it. You know, da-da-da. As a bit of a meme, I showed the first frame of my All Awards Tour video that just came out. Don't I look lovely? Continuing that meme of if you pause a YouTube video, it is so hard to look good in any particular frame. It is why people get like a setup, uh, like a five second wait before they take pictures and stuff because no one looks good caught unawares. I don't care how attractive you are, everyone will look weird as shit if you just take a random snapshot. <laughs> Me in photos be like, if you look like this in photos, even with preparation, I feel sorry for you. One thing I noticed though, pictures of me get way more engagement on here than anything else. Is that all I am to you? An incredibly handsome Australian? Deep down, I always suspected. Then I took like the most seedy fucking picture of me imaginable. Made sure I'd have like the biggest marks under my eyes or whatever. What was the joke I made? You're the last Pringle in the can. <laughs> this is what you see. This is the reason I tweet weird things sometimes. So I'm gonna say something kind of pathetic right now, chat. When I'm feeling kind of blue, I like to think of something funny and write it as a tweet. Because not only does it make me laugh, but like making other people laugh makes me feel good. And I feel like especially sad when I'm feeling so bleh, so off my game, that I can't think of anything to write. This tweet sucks, but this was my best attempt at doing this. I said, hello, this is a helpful tweet to remind you that I exist. Thank you for your attention. Please return to what you were doing with the additional information that I wish you all the best. If you ever, so basically, if you ever see a tweet like this, which appears to have no fucking context at all, but it's just some weird shit, then it's just me attempting to make myself laugh, and I'm hoping you're laughing with me. <laughs> you know? Am I socially awkward in VR chat? So previously, I talked about how I bought a MetaQuest 3. One small update to that is I cleaned the lenses with my silk sheets, which I assumed would be fine. Like the lenses will get smudged sometimes, you know how it is, you gotta clean lenses. As it turns out, I don't think my silk sheets clean them very well, and I think I've done tiny amounts of scratches to the lenses, so that when I'm using the device now, sometimes the light looks weird, and it's distracting in a way. So basically, be sure to use a proper microfiber cloth when cleaning your lenses. Don't use your shirt, don't use your silk sheets. Even though the silk seems very soft, I guess like on a microscopic level, it, it must be like a bit rough or maybe there's some dirt in it or something, I, I'm not sure. But I, I'm pretty sure I've messed up my lenses a little bit and you can't get replacements. So if I want to if I want to fix it, I have to buy a whole new device, which is just nuts. But it, it's still usable, which is fine. That's not the main thing I was going to talk about. When I last did my review of the MetaQuest 3, 
I said I had not tried any of these social experiences, but I wanted to, mainly because I like the VR thing, but I don't have much to do in it. So I'm like, look, I'll try and do VR chat. I downloaded it. I've heard a lot of weird stuff about VR chat because when you can be anyone or anything, I guess people do some weird shit, understandably. But I hear good things too. Like it's just a social environment where people can, can put on avatars and have fun, right? Going in it though, I realized that just because it's a digital environment, it doesn't make me want to be more social. As in, I see a group of like six people talking and just because I'm in an avatar of some kind in a digital world, it doesn't make me feel any more comfortable walking up to that group of random strangers and be like, hey, how's it going? I am equally as socially awkward. If anything, I'm more socially awkward because being online and stupidly having the name AU on the social website, a part of me in the back of my mind is like, if I act weird or do something weird here or make an ass of myself, it's going to end up on Twitter the next day or something. I know I'm not that big of a, a dude, but the little limited time I spent walking through random places with people in them, I did hear one person go, Dark Viper AU? Like in a sort of questioning, I know that guy kind of thing. And I was I was logging off and I'm like, uh, no, I'm just going to leave. <laughs> I feel so awkward. You're the guy standing in the corner of the party meme in VR chat. Yes, that is me. I'm standing in the corner being like, they don't know that I'm famous on the internet. <laughs> with that being said though, it does look like an interesting experience, but I think you do need, in the same way in real life, that social environments are better done with a group of friends. It seems like you need something like that in VR chat as well. Maybe at some point I'll do like a, a meetup in VR chat or something, when I feel like doing that one day. If you are a person who knows a lot about VR chat and you know about streamer protection tools so people can't do weird shit, feel free to DM me on, on Discord. And maybe I'll set it up so then I'll, I'll do VR chat on stream or something. And we can have those awkward interactions together. One interesting thing though, is I looked up how to get avatars. Obviously you don't want to have to spend money to get yourself an avatar in the, in the game. So there are worlds where there are just literally millions of avatars to choose from. So I went into this world and I would look up like Madara from Naruto. And I, I picked like a Madara outfit because he looks cool. And I was like, yeah, it's great. But then some guy walked up to me and was like, show me, was it Mahushin Tensin or something? One of Madara's abilities. And I'm like, I don't know how to do that. This is embarrassing. Uh, I'm going to change my avatar. <laughs> I, I think Madara is cool. I don't know about his abilities in the show. So I think I tried like Alucard from Helsing, but that didn't vibe with me either. So eventually I was like, wait a second. What if there happens to be a Dark Viper EU avatar. And so I looked it up, and there was. I see her on Twitter. Tried VR chat for the first time today. Searched myself in the avatar worlds. Someone made this. I am both flattered and horrified. And it is like a stick figure, lowest quality possible, with my, with a picture of my real face just like tattooed on it. And then like, it's painted black in a way to have a tank top and shorts. It doesn't even really have feet. I continue here. Someone who sounded 12 years old asked if I was Jacksepticeye. I wish I was joking. He really did. Because I stupidly didn't pick one of the, like, like I could have made a private session of one of these avatar worlds to spend as much time as I want looking for an avatar. But I went to a public one. There was just a, a, like 40 people all jumping around as random different creatures or whatever. And, and some of them definitely sound like they were 12. <laughs> as a matter of fact, I believe the person who made this avatar is in my Discord from Chaos Myth. Made this as an avatar in VR chat a while back with Maru getting a quest 3. Seems like a good time to post. Just search my name for the avatar world.
it, it, it dances. Awful, but thank you. I need to lose a few pounds in real life, but uh, not like that. Lucky for you, I don't feel awkward asking you to like the video and subscribe to the channel. Thank you for watching and I wish you all the best.